This is the Friday, July 9th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always do and like we always do on Fridays. Set the table for the weekend and it is a big weekend. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, a lot of responsibility on these Fridays. We have to send everyone off into the weekend with a lot of winners and tons of opportunities out there on the on the card for the weekend. Dude, what a weekend. We have a Conor McGregor fight here in Vegas with fans allowed. We've got the Euro final on Sunday. We've got so much we're going to be covering Daily Wager today, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's crazy because this is a 10-minute podcast. We literally cannot discuss everything, only the stuff we like the most. So let's go first things first. NBA Finals, uh, Suns take care of business again. They're up two games to none. Series now heads to Milwaukee Sunday night for game three. Bucks favored by about three and a half right now. I can't get behind them. I don't trust them. I think they're a stupid team at times. They just don't play hard enough at times. And I think Phoenix is a team that really doesn't have any weaknesses, right? Like there's no defensive player you can single out and take advantage of. They're all solid. And they have no offensive player you can kind of lay off of, whereas the Bucks do have those weaknesses, whether it's Lopez or Connaughton in the pick and rolls or even Giannis from a shooting from distance. And there's just weaknesses at times. Um, it's frustrating, but obviously I can't bet into the spot and the line's actually up to four right now. A couple things I'd be looking at here, and I know you and I were in the document talking about this, getting ready for today's show. The Bucks are minus two in the first quarter. This is that old school gambling spot. Team's down 0-2. They're coming home. There's a level of desperation. They've got the crowd behind them. Role players play better at home, as they say, and you expect a big start. Now, whether or not the Bucks can sustain it for four quarters, I would lay the two in the first quarter with Milwaukee, given the situation and given the fact that they performed quite well in the first quarter of this postseason. In eight home games, they're 6-2 and two in the first quarter with a plus 70-point differential. That's insane. Plus <laughs> 70. That's averaging them beating the opposition by 8.7 points per first quarter. So I'll get on board with that trend. Uh, I'm looking to the under again. We'll talk about it on the show today. I'm not sure if I'm going to be there yet, but the, the Suns shooting 50% from three-point range, knocking down 20 of 40. Like, at some point, you got to figure Milwaukee makes an adjustment and actually defends some of these threes. But like you said, a stupid team at times. I can't bank on that. What I will play is Devin Booker under 28 and a half points. He explodes for 31 last night. Everybody loves the kid. But keep in mind, he was 7 of 12 from deep. Seven made three-pointers, his second most in 84 games played this season. I don't see that happening again. And keep in mind, he scored 29 or more points in just eight of 18 playoff games. So getting to this number is not a regular occurrence for him. Booker at home in the playoffs, 28 points per game. Booker on the road in the playoffs, 25 points per game. I'll bet against Booker having another big night and go under 28 and a half points. Yeah, I, I like the first quarter. I am going to pull the trigger on it. Um, but I'm going to go back to Chris Paul, MVP. The, because of Booker shining last night, CP3 now down to minus 143. And I think with a 2-0 lead, uh, I just think it's ridiculous. He's going to get all the coin flip votes. It's going to take Booker going off in multiple games for him to really get it. He's only plus 200, so it's not like he's um, all of a sudden uh, you know, less than even money as well. But I just think there's value of Chris Paul minus 143. This is the storyline. So I'm on CP3. Let's go to the fight. And it's interesting because I did a piece about it 
Um, basically saying, will the McGregor money show this weekend like it has for every other Conor fight? And I say, and I question it because of the reduced international travel, right? We, we're not going to get the yep. the army of fans like he usually does and that influx of cash and the line has moved in favor of Poirier, who is about a buck 30 favor, buck 40 at some places as well. I don't want to lay that. I'm going to try to get cute. I'm going to bet Poirier in exact kind of props, round props. So I'm going to go half a unit on round three and then a quarter unit each on four and five. And you can kind of tweak the money a little bit. Basically, it comes out to like plus 550, give or take, if you can find the rogue numbers and the right right odds. And Caesars William Mill actually is the best odds right now of any book out there that I see with the rounds three, four, and five in favor of Poirier. So if you do it all and chop it up, you can get about plus 550 prop and make your own uh, prop, plus 550. I love it. Getting clever, getting creative. I'm in agreement with you on a lot of this. I'm going to make two plays. I'm going to have Poirier to win by KO, TKO, or DQ. So if he wins on the cards or he wins by submission or he loses the fight, I lose the bet. That's plus 175. I'll also take a stab on him winning the fight in the third round, which at one point was 20 to 1 at Caesars William Hill. That's now down to 12 to 1, believe it or not. So the word's out there. I think Conor McGregor is two things right now. He's rich and he's comfortable. And I think those are two great attributes to have in regular life, but not in fighting life. You got to be hungry. You got to be motivated. I think all that sides with Dustin Poirier. We've heard all about the leg kicks from fight two and how Conor's going to have to defend that. You don't think Dustin knows that? You don't think Dustin knows that there's going to be a revamped message to Conor about how to avoid those leg kicks? He's going to figure out a way that if Conor's going for the leg kick blocker to avoid the damage, he's going to have the next level of his evolution as well going into this fight. I don't see it going to distance because McGregor fights just don't go the distance. He's only gone a full five rounds one time in 27 fights. I don't know if the conditioning's there. So I'll take Poirier by TKO, KO, or DQ, plus 175. And then I'll sprinkle a little bit on him to get it done in the third round at 12 to 1. Yeah, you know, so I didn't explain what my handicap was. Very similar. Basically, Connor is a sprinter and not a marathoner, and you can't be both. Yes. And Poirier has been oh, – it's been nearly five years since he was knocked out, and he's only been submitted once in that time as well. He usually goes the distance or finishes the fight himself. I think he's going to try to tire out McGregor, elongate the fight. It's a bigger octagon in this, in this fight than it was the previous one. Uh, I just don't see Poirier letting McGregor – now, he's lethal with that punching power, but I just think he's too got too tough of a chin and he's too smart of a fighter – to let McGregor have his way one round in. And I don't think the leg kicks will be as ridiculously, you know, advantageous for Poirier. So I think it's going to go beyond two. I like the over one and a half minus 180 minus $2 a lot. There's value there. I just don't see this ending in the first seven and a half minutes. I just don't. But I like that. Um, you were talking about that earlier this week. I'm going to be tailing that as well. Yeah, it's just, it's really good value on that front. Okay. Uh, do you have a baseball game before I hit the WNBA card? Two last things I'm going to slide in. The Euro 2020 final is on Sunday between Italy and England. I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on ESPN or ABC. It's going to be on one of our networks. Probably should have looked that up before I started rambling about it. But what you want, more importantly, is an actionable bet. And what I'm going to give you here is for this game to have zero goals at the half. It's plus 110. All right? Two reasons. One, two excellent defenses here. England's only given up one goal the entire run, and Italy's defense has been fantastic as well. More importantly, the mindset. It's the Euro final. I don't think either team is going to want to come out and make the big mistake early and then find themselves in a hole. I think there's going to be a very, very lengthy feeling out period in which two very solid, sturdy defenses are going to wait 
for the counterattack, wait for the opportunity. And I think we go goalless in the first half. That's plus 110. I'll throw you a baseball game tonight as well, which is probably more important than any of the things we talked about today. It's the Marlins plus 110 over the Braves. I know, I know. You're probably not going to want to watch it. Charlie Morton versus Zach Thompson. Zach Thompson for the Marlins has been pretty solid. Six earned runs allowed in 24 career innings pitched. He's only made five starts this year, but he's got a 2-2-5 ERA. The handicap here is we're betting against Charlie Morton. He's been decent this season, ERA of 3-9-1, but he's faced Miami three times, and he's gotten shelled in all three of those games, giving up four or more earned runs. Charlie Morton's got a 7-6-3 ERA and three starts against Miami this year. I like the Marlins at plus money with Thompson on the mound, so it's Miami plus 110 over Atlanta. Good stuff there. Time to time to talk, uh, discuss this WNBA, because these lines are already Here we go. So might as well start getting into it now. All right, so <laughs> Liberty were one and a half overnight. They're now three and a half at Indiana. The fever are terrible. They're two and 16 for a reason. They just had a fluke win, I'll call it, although they did play well at times. Their starting center's out for this game as well. Um, and the Liberty are finally coming into their own. The Inescu's finally getting healthy. They're figuring out their system. I think this is going to be a beatdown. Um, you know, money line, three and a half, is, is good enough for me. Kelsey Mitchell, Tiffany Mitchell could go off, but... You know, Liberty are decent themselves. And again, they're starting to figure things out. That line on the move. But the fa- the ones I like the most are Aces first quarter. So Las Vegas just lost at home to Phoenix. Mercury with, were without Tarasi, and they still smacked the Aces. Kind of wire to wire, although it did go to overtime. It was a nice comeback down the stretch for Vegas. Um, the Lynx are good. I like them. They're solid. But, you know, they this is a big game for the Aces. Lane Beer called his team out. Asia Wilson was saying that we didn't start from the start. We had no energy. I think it's a really strong start for the Aces. I like them in the first quarter. And I really like the Connecticut Sun tonight. First quarter, first half. It's a really strange team. So Atlanta is shorthanded. Kennedy Carter's suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. So she's a big part of their offense. They're already thin to begin with, and they're not that good, although I love Courtney Williams. But they're just not that good. The Sun are good and just lost to the Fever you have to think they're going to come out and bring it from the start. And remember, they just got John Quell Jones back from overseas. She's like top five in the NBA in scoring and rebounding right now. They're loaded. Bonner's awesome, too. I just think they're going to crush a shorthanded uh, Atlanta team. So Love the WNBA go. selections. Love them. Go. Two nights ago, what was it? Mercury Links. You were all over that one. You got the huge fourth quarter and cash that. So let's go ahead and cash these. I'll be tailing them. Yeah, yeah. We, no, we were on the uh, yeah the links against the wings, right? So links coming off That's a couple game, wins. Yes. Yeah, so I, I like the links. They're solid. Obviously, uh, Sylvia Fowles is great, but the Sun are loaded, and they're gonna. Excuse me. The the Aces are are gonna come and ready to play in that game. So I like first couple first quarter plays in and out. You know, nice nice card tonight. Beautiful. All right, so that does it for this pod. Enjoy the weekend. Tons of uh, action for us, which is so rare. At this juncture of the summer, usually it's like a fight or a tennis here and there, but we got loaded NBA finals and a bunch of other stuff going on. So enjoy it all. We'll see you back here Monday. <laughs>